0: Welcome to the Get Cozy podcast, where we talk all about the coziest of book genres, the cozy mystery. I'm your host, Christy Meyer, and I'll be bringing you author interviews and keeping you up to date on all the hottest cozy mystery releases. We'll be diving into the latest episode after these quick messages. So grab yourself a cup of your favorite hot beverage and let's get cozy. If you want to help support the podcast, be sure to join us on Patreon. We have different tiers to choose from to get weekly exclusive episodes, membership in our book club, and podcast merch. You can even choose the coziest supporter tier and receive a monthly Get Cozy book box, which includes one paperback copy of your choice from a selection of books by Get Cozy podcast guest authors. To join, visit patreon.com getcozypodcast. You can also sign up for our newsletter to have a list of the week's biggest cozy mystery deals delivered right to your inbox each Monday. We do get a commission for all books bought through our links, so by buying books, you are supporting the podcast. So sign up on our website, thegetcozypodcast.com. And if you do want to donate to the show on a one-time or recurring basis, you can do that via Venmo at Get Cozy Pod. Thank you so much for your support. You listeners are the heart of the show and I couldn't do any of it without you. Welcome back my cozy friends. Today we have another exciting episode of Get Cozy Podcast with a very exciting guest author. Michelle hillen Klump began her writing career as a newspaper reporter, traveling the backroads of Central Texas and Arkansas, reporting on everything from natural disasters to crime and corruption. She's interviewed former presidents, covered a midnight manhunt through the Ozark Mountains, and learned the finer points of how to break a car window from a looter while covering a hurricane. Now she uses her experiences as fodder for fiction, writing a cozy mystery series about a former reporter turned craft cocktail caterer. And Michelle's debut cozy, A Dash of Death, is out now. So welcome to the podcast, Michelle. We're so excited to have you. Thank you, Christy. I'm so excited to be here. Yeah, it's totally our pleasure. And A Dash of Death is your debut cozy mystery. It's the first book in the cocktails and catering mysteries. Do you want to kick things off by telling our listeners what the book is all about? Sure.
1: So A Dash of
0: Death, um,
1: in it, Samantha Warren is a former newspaper reporter who's just been laid off. And she's also an amateur mixologist who's just been dumped by her fiance a few weeks before their wedding. So she's been left with a broken heart and 300 bottles of homemade bitters that she'd intended to give away as wedding guest favors and then her best friend decides to help her break out of her funk and get rid of some of those bitters and she finagles an invitation for samantha to make cocktails and sell bitters during the annual historic association home tour in the tony highlands neighborhood of houston so the plan is going perfectly until one of the historic association's board members dies after drinking one of her cocktails and so then she's of course thrust into the middle of a murder investigation as she's trying to sort of clear her name But at the heart of the book, I like to say it's it's also just a story about a young woman who has had a crisis of confidence and she needs to learn to trust herself again.
0: Mm hmm. Yeah, and I just so enjoyed reading this book. It has all the elements I look for in the first book in a cozy series, you know, like the community that you enjoy getting to live in while you're reading, the main character that you root for, the mystery that stands alone but also has threads that you're excited to watch develop throughout the upcoming novels. Um, And it's also really cool that you have like such a personal connection and similarities to Samantha with the former career as a reporter.
1: Yeah, yeah, it definitely was an inspiration for the story for sure.
0: Yeah, it sounds like you had a lot of really cool experiences doing that. Yeah, it was. It was one of my it was it was a great job.
1: It was a fun job. Um, you know, a, a stressful job at times. Lots of cool situations. So
0: <laughs> That's so neat. And, you know, I'm always really curious to hear a cozy mystery lover's story about how they first got into reading the genre, um, and I've said this on the show before, but it's just such a special and niche genre, and I'd love to hear your story about how you fell in love with cozies.
1: Sure. So, I mean, I think probably like every every uh, mystery author out there, I probably began with Nancy Drew, and I, I feel like Nancy Drew probably counts as a cozy mystery series. Oh, Sure. Uh, got some of the elements for sure. so before I even knew what a cozy was, I fell in love with Nancy Drew and then I also really liked Trixie Belden, which is sort of a lesser known of the uh, girl detectives, mm-hmm. but she was also great just like a, you know I loved everything that they represented They were sort of like these take charred young women who had brains and skill and daring and they saw all these mysteries without help from adults and it was it made me feel like I could solve mysteries or at least solve problems as yeah. well so that was that was a really cool sort of introduction. And then from there, I sort of just, I kept reading mysteries. I loved them so much. So I read, I read Agatha Christie, of course, Um, but really the first sort of what you would classify as real cozy that I got into was the Lillian Jackson Braun series, the Cat Who series. Oh, uh I love love cats and then I, you know, I love mysteries. So those were the perfect ones to put together. So I I read pretty much all of those. Um, And I, you know, just kept reading mysteries, you know, throughout my whole life. And then probably in my late 20s, I picked up um, I, what are you know sort of I guess the traditional what you now think of as cozy mysteries. The first ones I picked up were like the Cleo Coils Coffee House ones. Oh yeah, which I, I still they're still around and I still love them. They're they're just great. They you know it's it's a, they create this awesome setting and this great group of community that you get to meet and get to continue on with um, in, in each of the books. And so it. Once I read those, and then I and then I started reading about all the different um, you know careers that you can get into with the cozies, which, which is one of the things that I really love about them because there's you know, jobs and hobbies and like there's knitting ones or there's wine making ones or beer making ones or there's um, painting or house renovation or whatever you can you can imagine. There's a there's a cozy uh, <laughs> uh, heroine who's, who's solving mysteries and doing some cool, cool job. So, um, so one of the things that I really like about cozies, I think is, is getting to sort of live vicariously through all these people because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm never going to be a knitter, but I can sure learn how to, you know, learn the ins and outs of knitting by reading some of these cozy mysteries, which is cool. It's like a way to enter a, a, a job or a hobby that I'm probably never going to.
0: Yeah, exactly oh my gosh I love everything you just said about cozies that yeah that is so so many of the wonderful reasons why we all love cozies so so much and that's so cool that you're just kind of like a lifelong cozy mystery reader and now you're a cozy mystery author that feels like you just kind of come full circle
1: yeah yeah it was it was a real dream come true
0: yeah so after you decided that you were going to write a cozy mystery novel, what did your publication journey look like from there?
1: So the first major step was just to sit down and actually write it.
0: <laughs>
1: um, so I always wanted to write a novel, but I always sort of struggled to get past the first few chapters.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and part of that may be, you know, part of it might be the journalism background. You're writing, you're writing you can write longer pieces, but it's, you're really writing... Um, Sh- sh- you know, obviously, much shorter than a novel, length. right? So I, I, finally just had to tell myself that I had to sit down and I had to write some every day, and I and I kept like a very short word count. I just said, "Hey, five hundred words every day," and you know, after a while, that stacks up, and so mm-hmm. it did. And I, and I finally got through a through a whole book, um, and then after that, I was like, "What do I do with this?" <laughs> um, so I I joined a couple of organizations and. and the one that I want to mention is Sisters in Crime, uh-huh. which is a fabulous, fabulous group of, of authors who, um, you know, it's a community and, and you, they, you can bounce ideas off of them. And, and some of them are, you know, some of them are published, some of them are pre-published. Um, but it's a great group of people who you could throw ideas around and it's great. And so with them, they have this, um, many manuscript critique service. And so, you can sort of swap a manuscript with somebody and that's what I did. And I I met a fabulous lady and we swapped manuscripts and finally got it to the point where I felt like it was good enough. And so then I started sending it around to agents and I signed with, with my agent. And then, um, after we signed, then, you know, I had to go through a whole editing process with her, which was, Mm -hmm. which was, um, you know, all stuff that a brand new author needs. Absolutely. just, as many eyes as possible on, on the story. And then once she felt it was good enough, then she started sending it out to publishers. Um, and yeah, eventually Crooked Lane bought it and, uh, and then, yeah, it it became a book. (laughs) So it, it's, it's a long process, but it's worth it in the end.
0: That's so cool. And I love, um, how you mentioned that you just kind of took it like, you know, 500 words at a time because I know we've got a lot of aspiring cozy authors that do listen to the podcast and I think that's just such a great advice because writing a book can be so overwhelming so daunting but if you just kind of take it like piece by little piece then eventually you get it done and then the publication journey is just wild it's us it that also is daunting so it's kind of Kind of similar how you're just taking it like, you know, one piece at a time and slowly moving through the process and like where you are now. That's so exciting.
1: Yeah. And it's so funny because it it takes such a long time, you know, I mean, you tell people that you signed a book deal and like, oh, when can I read your book? And you're like, well, (laughs) a year from now. Right, right. (laughs)
0: Publishing is not fast.
1: (laughs) There's these steps that are so important. Like Crooked Land, they do amazing cover cover designs. I I love covers and um you know that takes some time and then they have to you know do copy editing and 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 all this other you know all laying out and, and all this other stuff that takes time and it's just stuff that people don't don't think
0: about yeah for sure and you know I actually have noticed recently as Crooked Lanes been putting out more and more cozies like how amazing their covers have been lately and I really like yours like the the way they did the the skull on there like it's just it's so pretty and the colors are so beautiful I yeah. love it yeah I love it too
1: how it turned out
0: yeah so um, the debut novel is something that the publishing industry does make a really big deal out of. And I wondered if you'd be willing to share what your debut experience has been like with us. Of course. Um, I'm happy to do that. Uh, so for the most part,
1: it's been absolutely amazing. Like I said, it was always a dream come true to try to write, write a book and see it on the shelves at a library or bookstores. So it's just, it's difficult to describe just how awesome that feels. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, and my so my publisher they arranged a a book signing for me at one of my favorite bookstores ever, Murder by the Book, here in Houston.
0: Oh yes, which, I want to go there so bad. <laughs>
1: it's, it's it's worth the trip alone to Houston. It's like the best place ever, yeah. <laughs> and the people there are great. And um, you know, I'd seen so many authors just speak through there. They have they've always had great authors come through, and just to get to be one of those authors was just like amazing yeah. <laughs> and and just really cool. So that was, that was awesome. And they also arranged something with the library, which is another, um, sort of dream country of mine because I've been a library fan since I was a little kid. I mean, I've gone to libraries my whole life. And I love everything about libraries and just to get to speak at the Houston library was just, was just amazing. Um, so that was really cool. And then they organized, um, blurbs for me which is like the scariest thing you can imagine yeah (laughs) you're like oh I have to ask somebody to read my book but they actually did that for me which was so nice and they got really really kind really amazing authors that I love myself um to do some some blurbs for my book so I really appreciated that and that was really that was really cool yeah and and, I mean sometimes throughout the process you'd feel a little bit like a fraud you know just like Mm -hmm. is this really happening (laughs) um did I really do this or whatever? But but then you have people like that who are willing to blurb your book and it makes it feel a little bit better. <laughs> like, oh, maybe I actually, you know, do belong or
0: right.
1: uh, a little of the validation you needed. Um, and then one of the other cool things that I've done as a debut is I joined a, a debut group, which is um, a group of traditionally published people with books coming out in 2022. And that's been fabulous too, because we've gotten to, we've gotten to know each other a little bit, um, just through, and it's just basically like a message board really. But, um, you know, we talk to each other about how was your launch? How was your launch? Mm-hmm. What did what did you come up with? What, what was unexpected that you think others need to know about? And then we try to do some cross promotion stuff for each other, which has been helpful. Um, so I'll say like, the, you know, some of my fellow debut groups have really excelled. Like some of them are on the New York times bestsellers list wow. and some of them, you know, I'm sure we'll be nominated for prizes in the coming year. They're just really great, so that's been really cool to see that. Last week, I did uh, um, a Facebook takeover with with this cozy mystery group, and it was it was so much fun because we, I just got to tell them all about my book, and we just uh-huh. like got to tell stories about each other. Um, you know, where did you grow? up? Where did you grow up? Did you like, you know, cozy mysteries? How did you get into it and stuff like that? So it's 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 fun and challenging to find like your, your audience. But once you find them, it's, it's really cool.
0: Yeah. That's so neat. It sounds like you had a, first of all, a great publisher to debut with, and then a really great community around you. Publishing is a, a, a tough business for sure. Uh, lots of up and, ups and downs, like you mentioned. Um, but I'm so excited to see your success and that you've got your debut out there and I can't wait to see the series grow.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, over overwhelmingly the the good outweighs any any
0: you know bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um and let's dig a little bit more into a dash of death. The reason that we're here today um, cause there's a lot of culinary cozy mysteries out there, which I do adore, but I really enjoyed in this one that you focus specifically on cocktails. Um, your drink descriptions were so vivid and you know, I had no choice, but to do some research and make one of your cocktail recipes, uh, which love- is amazing. <laughs> yeah. We had so much fun with that. So tell us what your research process is like in creating the recipes and then writing those really vivid descriptions.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to focus on cocktails because I like cocktails yeah, <laughs> and I like mocktails too. I, I really look just like, um, exploring different flavor combinations really. And just trying to figure out what will taste good with something else. And so, um, so that was sort of the, the fun reason to get into it for me. So my husband and I got into craft cocktails. We live down the street from this amazing bar in Houston called Anvil and they've, they're actually fairly well, well-known. Across sort of the cocktail industry, but they um, they came out with this list of the 100 greatest cocktails of all time, and that that was like their mini list for a while. And and I so appreciated it because whenever I would go into a bar, I always wanted to try something different, but I never had any idea what to order. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, half the time, I'd end up ordering like a rum and coke because that's what would come to my head. Right. But here's this list of 100 of the greatest ones that you got to try, and so we got to you know sample all those different cocktails, and just the process of that. Um, over the years, we just decided, let's figure out how to do this at home. So we, so we've just sort of been um, slowly over the years, building up a bar and figuring out how to make different uh, combinations work. And when I wanted to write a mystery, I just thought, well, that's an angle that I haven't seen a whole lot done. Right. Um, So why not? I, I, at least have some familiarity with it. So I guess it's sort of one of those write what you know
0: kind of things. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's so fun. And I love that you got to take something that you're genuinely interested in yourself and like incorporate that into your cozy series. That's really neat. Yeah. So I am a a huge fan of home renovation shows, which I do talk quite a bit about in an episode we did recently with Frank Anthony Polito on his uh, new novel, Renovated to Death. And I loved that the home renovation was also an element in a dash of death as well. So, are you a big fan of home renovation shows? I am. (laughs) And which ones do you like? Sure. I mean,
1: I could sit down. That's, and I think Samantha shares the same um, same thought as I do. That you Uh know, if you're just if you're just looking to just sort of veg out for a little bit, I can just turn on the HGTV and veg out to really anything that they have on there, just because it's fun. um, but I would say, I really like all the shows, but so I started my newspaper career in Waco, Texas, oh, Okay, um, which is sort of the home of the fixer upper or the old fixer upper shows with, with chip and chip and Johanna.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Um, and so that was probably one of my first favorite ones that I watched just because I like to, to look at the, um, you know, I, I recognize some landmarks. I recognize places that would, that would appear in the show. So that was kind of fun. Um, another favorite is is the Love It or List It one. Uh-huh. I just like that one because they, you know, it's also renovation, but it's also looking at a new house, and so um, yeah, I, those those are probably my two favorite ones, just because um, I, I like to see what pe- if people will stick with an old house or move move mm-hmm. somewhere new.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, those shows are so fun, and I like. I agree with you. I love pretty much every show on HGTV. Like, I can just sit down and watch it all day, and I feel like. Um, The home renovation shows have kind of a similar vibe to cozy mysteries right like they're comfort watches yeah just like cozies are like comfort reads so i feel like people that like cozy mysteries also like watching home renovation shows it's kind of funny
1: (laughs) yeah Looking for some something comfortable, something nice, and um, you know (laughs) that you can chill out with for for a few
0: hours. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a you know a cozy, escapist kind of activity. So it it makes sense. Yeah. So one of my favorite things about cozies is that they typically incorporate a romance. Um, and there are some hints of a potential blossoming romance in this book and I will be very eagerly awaiting to see how it all unfolds. Um, but since I do already have a book crush on David, I was hoping you could tell our listeners more about him. Sure. So David is a lawyer who's also an artist. Um, and I actually
1: got that idea from reading a magazine piece about a local lawyer who was also an artist here. I just thought that was kind of a cool, cool thing. Um, but so Samantha actually met him through her former fiance who was, he was working on becoming a lawyer. He was a law student when, when they were, uh, when they were engaged. <clears throat> and he just graduated from law school, but he still has to take the bar. But anyway, he had, um, he had uh, interned with, with David's law firm. And so they had gotten to know each other sort of a little bit through that, and and Samantha just always sort of remembered him as being super nice and um, just welcoming and, and just really friendly. And so when she was caught in this really bad situation, she was trying to figure out, well, who who can I go to? And she just remembered him, and she just thought, okay, I'm going to try him. And then she 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 goes and talks to him, and he's just as warm and nice as she remembered him being. Um, and so she goes with him and she doesn't, she doesn't regret it. He helps her out of some jams. He advises her, but he never really gets to the point of lecturing her, which is you know, obviously one thing that yeah. people don't, don't want. Um, and he also has this vulnerable side because he's this painter and he has these gallery shows and, you know, he gets a little bit nervous about that and he uh, actually invites her to one of the gallery shows. And um, so she gets to see both sides of him as like this take charge lawyer, but also this, uh, this artist who's, you know, wanting to make sure that people like his paintings mm-hmm. and like anybody who's, you know, a little bit vulnerable, that kind of stuff. So there's definitely some chemistry between them and that's going to continue. Um, but, but Samantha, she just got out of this relationship, so she doesn't want to rush into things. So she'll, she'll take her time on this, I think.
0: Yeah. And he, like, like you said, he's just a very, like, fully developed character. He's so well-rounded. He felt like a real person, and I just love the dynamic between him and Samantha, and I can't wait to see more of him in the upcoming novels. Thank you. Yeah, and uh, another cozy mystery trope that I really enjoy is when the main character's life kind of falls apart, and then they're forced to go home and start over again, And, you know, when we think of that, most of us think of that situation as being a nightmare. Um, But I really enjoyed watching Samantha embrace the opportunity to rediscover herself and take her story in a new direction. Um, Can you give us any hints about what's next for her?
1: Yeah, sure. So uh, personally, I I love that trope too. It it gives your character an opportunity to be sort of a fish out of water, but also get like this clean slate and just start again. So I don't want to give away too much about the ending but I don't think it's giving away too much because obviously it's a cozy and it has a happy ending so uh-huh. <laughs> at the end of it she does get her fresh start and so she's going into business with a friend and they begin a cocktails and catering business I don't think I'm giving away too much of that either because the name of the series is Cocktail and Catering Right Mystery. <laughs> It's pretty obvious what's going to happen but so in book number two Murder served Serve Meat which is coming out next February we'll get to learn more about that new business and sort of the ins and outs of like starting a business and the growing pains that go along with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and and then we'll get to learn more about Samantha's personal growth and learn to be more self-confident and trust in her decision-making. And then, of course, we'll get to see how she reacts when she encounters another murder.
0: <laughs> <laughs> of course. And I I can't wait. So next February, I'll definitely be watching for that. To come out, and I'm excited to watch Samantha, like just you know, grow and develop and embrace her her new journey. Could you give us the title one more time? I want to make sure yeah, yeah, our listeners don't miss it.
1: Sure, it's called Murder Serve Neat, and it's, Serve, um, it's a Fourth of July themed one. Fun. So she's going to be she's going to be helping to cater a Fourth of July festival. Okay.
0: There'll be fireworks and a little bit of murder. <laughs> <laughs> fireworks and a little bit of murder. That's like the, the perfect tagline for a book. I love right. it. Okay, so there's an unlikely female friendship in this book. Uh, and it ultimately helps Samantha solve the case. And I felt like that conveyed a very positive feminist message. Was that something you intentionally incorporated into the novel?
1: It's so interesting that you ask that because I I would say if, it's it's not intentional necessarily, but perhaps subconscious because it's definitely an idea that resonates with me for sure. Um, I, I I really love anything with sort of a positive feminist, feminist bent. Uh
0: Um,
1: So in one of my favorite cozy attributes is that the protagonist is usually a female and though she may get into some trouble, she can usually take care of herself with a little help from some friends. And so I think that sort of goes along with that. Um, so often I think women are put into this position where they have to come, Feel like they have to compete with each other Mm -hmm. or to doubt each other's motives, and I just hate that.
0: Yeah,
1: and and so this character, if it's the one that that I'm thinking that you're speaking of, so Samantha has very clear reasons to doubt her motives and to not trust her. But but there's a little empathy there, and she empathizes with what the person is going through, and then she, you know, she can sort of understand why she made the decisions that she made, um, and realizes that yeah, we need to work together to solve this because we. They both need it solved, and uh-huh. and working together, then they become friends. And it, it it is definitely an unlikely friendship, but um, but it works just because they they do have a, an an idea of what needs to happen, and, and they they do work together to to, to make it happen.
0: Yeah, you know exactly which character uh, I'm I'm talking about, and I like I'm being like kind of vague because I don't want to yeah. get spoilers away from the listeners. But yeah, that's exactly the character I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and then you also had other amazing female friendships in the book too, and I just love reading about all of them and getting to participate in those friendships vicariously as a reader. Um, and yeah, it just really conveyed such a great message about the power that women have, especially when they band together. And I just thought that was awesome.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's one of my favorite things about codes is just seeing, you know, women, women work together and be be really supportive and be friends. And, you know, it's just great.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So before we wrap up, I thought it would be fun if we both leave our listeners with a cozy book recommendation. So, what's a cozy mystery that you would recommend? Sure. So, so I'm sort of with my cozy mysteries like I am with my
1: cocktails. Um, I, I, I'm very seasonal. So, since we're in the summer season, I like to read sort of beachy cozies or um, summer summer cozies. And so, some of my favorite ones that I've read recently. Um, I'm a huge fan of, of Tara Lush's, um, coffee house mystery series. Uh They're set in a little beach town in Florida and I just love the beachy vibe. And it's, it's got, it's also about another former newspaper reporter, um, who she owns a coffee shop, um, or at least manages a coffee shop and she gets mixed up in a little bit of murder herself, but, but I love it because, you know, it's got sort of the, the quirky sort of only in Florida elements that you, <laughs> uh, you know, you get out of the crazy news stories out of there. But also, it's just a fun, fun beach beach series. Um, and then I just, I just read another one that I wanted to recommend because it's just fabulous. Um, it's called um, Under the Skeleton Key. What is it called? Oh, is it Lock
0: and just... Skeleton Key? Yes, yes, yeah. yes.
1: Yeah, I just finished it. It was so great. It's Gigi Pandian, I think, is the name. Uh huh. So what I loved about it is because it takes you into this whole new world that you, uh, that I am not familiar with at all, but I really would love to be familiar with. So it's, it's this woman, she's a magician and, um, her, her dad owns this construction company that, that basically they build like secret rooms or secret staircases or like, you know, hidden walls, hidden doors and stuff like that in people's houses, which sounds pretty awesome. And they live in this like tree house. It has all these little hidden rooms and hidden nooks and crannies, which I just thought was really cool. And it's one of those sort of locked room mysteries, which I mm-hmm. have always thought was thought is really cool. Um, so those would be the two that I would, that that I've read recently and that I would recommend.
0: Yes. Those um. are such great recommendations. Um, and a book that I'm reading and loving right now is Buried in a Good Book by Tamara Berry, so okay. yeah, it's about a thriller writer, and this is a summary one, so it might be kind of like your vibe right now, but yeah. yeah, she inherits her family cabin, it's in a small town, she takes her daughter out there for the summer, and then when they arrive, a dead body is found in the pond outside their cabin, in honestly just the most hilarious possible way, and I don't want to give any away any spoilers, so you'll have to read it to find out what I'm talking about, but you know, naturally the main character kind of gets hooked into the case and has to help solve it. And it's just really like witty and smart and bookish and just has all those summer vibes. So it's a lot of fun. Definitely recommend that one. (laughs) Yeah. I'll put that on my list. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, Michelle, before we sign off, do you want to let our listeners know how they can find you online? Sure. Um, so
1: I am at, my website is michelleclump.com and it's, m i c h e l l e k l u m p dot com, um, and then I'm on Instagram at michelle dot clump, and I'm on Twitter at mh underscore clump, um, and then of course I'm on Facebook. I'm just Michelle Clump, author. Um, so I'm I'm all those places. You can look for me anywhere. <laughs>
0: Wonderful. Well, thank you again so, so much for taking the time to chat with me. It was so fun getting to talk to you, learn more about A Dash of Death, and I really hope we can have you on the show again. Yeah, I would love it. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much, Christy. No, thank you. And listeners, thank you for joining u- joining us. We're going to have another episode soon, and be sure to pick up your copy of A Dash of Death. That's all for today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Get Cozy Podcast to see which authors we'll be hosting in our upcoming episodes. Thanks so much for listening, and until next time, happy reading and stay cozy.